Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Science of Pokemon. I am your host, Veteran Lucas, and with me, as always, is our friend, Professor Collins. What's up, my man? How you doing? Hey, you know, it feels like it's been a long time, even though I know it's not been that long compared to what we did last year. <laughs> After doing three episodes a month for, like, three months, it, uh, it feels like a long time. Or four months. Jeez, it's been a lot. Yeah, I know. We, we've been at it. We've been working hard, but now it's time to settle down. You and me both. It's been a, it's been a pretty busy time. How uh, how how uh, how are all the things in your neck of the woods? Oh oh yes, you're right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Hurricane Michael did come on through, but it passed right by me. It sadly did hit like the panel. I don't have like a, a charity or anything. People have sent, but please, if you can help, there there are some dire straits up near um, uh, Panama City. If you are out there, uh, our hearts go out to you. Really, I mean it. This is coming from someone who really does love this state no matter how many times he bashes it no uh i my heart goes out to you guys too a because of the hurricane b rick scott oh yeah no don't worry they, they actually did say that he's, he's not gonna yeah rick, rick scott's rick scott's a jerk Mo moving on we should do an episode on lizard people because then we could talk about it. oh we already did one on reptiles he came up Ha, ha, ha. Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the the panel on Pokonomics was very interesting. It was a lot different than our economics episode. Uh, some new fans, I know, subscribed to iTunes and stuff while we were there. Really? That was kind of cool. Yeah, it was nice to meet new people. And uh, it was uh, I was really happy for their convention. They did a lot better than they thought they would. And uh, had, uh, you know, they thought, like, oh, we'll get like 100. And they got like over 500 people, That's which fantastic. is good. Yeah, for a first-year convention that has a uh, you know mission statement of inclusivity and support of all groups of people, marginalized, minority, and what other, uh, I was pretty impressed and very happy that they had such a great outcome. So it was pretty great, and we were lucky to get to be part of that. No, I'm so glad we were. And I'm, I, next year, next year, I'm going to shoot for trying to go. But for now, yeah, well, for now, it's Halloween. <gasps> Can I make John Goodman jokes then? I mean, you get, you can make one. You could save it. Ah, spiders. Okay, fine. Yes, you already spoiled it. We are doing our episode now on arachnids, and we're doing this one because, well, uh, it's, it's it's Halloween month. People associate spiders, but a lot of people don't like understand just how cool these animals are. We're too busy being scared of them. So instead of doing an episode where we're focusing on fear, we're going to do one about an animal that everyone's scared of, and hopefully by the end of it. You might not like them, but at least you'll appreciate them. We're going to learn you some. All right. All right. Let's see. Do we have a, any good spider puns? Um, come into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. Cue the music. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and uh, break it down uh, we are going to be talking mainly on spiders because that's usually what you find in the pokemon world but uh, let's focus on what group they're in they are part of the arachnids which is a class in arthropods because like i said in our invertebrate episode there are lots and lots of arthropods but they are most of the world most of the world yeah again but just a reminder 58,000 vertebrate species alive and then there's 250,000 beetles like arthropods control the world get over it uh, but but arthropods um, and arachnids, arachnids have a, a unique body plan to them. And most people know uh, two big things. If you've ever studied it in basic biology, they have a two-part body plan and they have eight jointed legs. So 
so you have the cephalothorax and the abdomen. So the cephalothorax would be like the head area of the spider, and the back end, the um, the thorax, the the abdomen would be where all the webs and stuff come out. So that, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know this. I actually have a pet tarantula. Really? What's its name? Uh, her name. We we her. know girl. Well, she is six years old. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, and she is a, uh, a Chilean rose hair. Get uh, out of here! My aquarium I work at has a Chilean rose hair. That's awesome. I didn't yeah, know that. She's pretty chill. It was a it was a gift when I taught uh, before I actually taught when I taught a little wee preschool. Aww. <laughs> yeah, right after I graduated college for like like three months, uh, and it was a gift. And uh, uh, my very pregnant ex made me keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, so, they're cool. Years later, here we are with a pet tarantula. Um, but yeah, if it was a boy, um, and and actually, you know, I wish I wish we had had more time, and I'd realized we were doing arachnids. Uh, one of my best friends actually studied arachnids in Costa Rica's. Uh, one of my groomsmen, my my drummer, actually. What? Yeah, he uh, he he is a doctor of microbiology. Uh, we'll have him on for something else at some point because uh, he just moved back to Ohio. Uh, and he went and studied arachnids in Costa Rica, arachnids and amphibians for um, I think it was like a month and a half. He went and lived like in the rainforest. And, yeah. So he, uh, he came into my classroom and showed a bunch of three and four year olds how to hold a tarantula. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. cool. And she's really chill. Like the kids used to take her out and we'd like put her on someone's head and they'd all be like, ah, he's on her head. Uh, oh. uh, but she actually came into my classroom uh, uh, last year, and uh, it was a class pet. And we did a whole science writing unit about tarantulas and spiders. Uh, my kiddos did research. They would look up books, and we compiled information from videos and stuff. And it turned into, like this whole unit. And then engineering, we designed a whole like habitat for her. And, but she's a girl. That's a really like, cool a boy's class. die at like five. Depending on the species, yeah. So in, in most cases, the boys, the boys die. die early. Yeah, and then the girls uh, live to be like 25. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, it, it yeah. There's there's some imbalances in um uh, male and female. We're gonna have a spider here for quite some time. <laughs> so what's really cool about arachnids is they don't just need to have eight legs. They can have them uh, form into different appendages as needed. For example, scorpions. Uh, one of them becomes the pincers that most people are aware of. Uh, they also have chelicerae, which are a paired appendages at the front, and they help use for feeding and defense. And pedipalps, which are used for everything from locomotion, breeding, feeding. It all depends because they're well over a hundred thousand named species and it's not just spiders not just scorpions no it's like uh what like like uh scorpions and ticks ticks too, right? and mites most of these animals oh, my. yeah most of these animals are carnivores though they are a hundred percent carnivore even the um ones that aren't are parasitic on other animals so they are pretty adapted to hunting things and they've come up with so many different strategies for hunting the most famous of which are spider webs uh spiders don't just have one kind of web flue. With, uh, with in each spider, there's about seven or eight different fluids that mix inside in the abdomen and can produce different types of web. 
uh, for example, let's say you're building a spider web, the same web that you are using to build your web and the design is very different from the web you're going to be using to wrap up your prey, or the web you're going to use to swing down, or even... Is that like something that Marvel actually did right? Like when Peter's like, Karen, I need something different. No, it actually is. Like spiders have different kinds of web. We, we find, hey, look at that. We made it about, I don't know, four or five minutes in without a Spider-Man reference. Uh, that, that, only, <laughs> that only took a little bit. Uh, so what's so fun about learning about these animals is some of them ditch the web entirely and they'll just go and they'll jump. Some of them will plan their attacks. There's um there's species of spiders that'll actually outthink and outmaneuver other spiders to eat them. They of course do share um one thing in common. Uh they do all have venom for spiders, but they don't use it uh for like defense in most cases in most cases it's used to help digest their food uh so when they bite into it they're going to inject this this venom that disintegrates uh whatever it's in it liquefies it into a fine soup and it makes it a lot easier for the animals to eat they'll sometimes use their their limbs to funnel it into their body so it's effectively like taking a steak putting some acid on it and then drinking it like a smoothie it's it's gross but it works for them now, because they've been around 380 million years, they've had a lot of time to evolve and adapt in some of the finest hunters of insects in the animal kingdom. Uh, these guys clear out tons of insects every single year. As for scorpions and the mites and the ticks, we'll definitely get to them later on in the episode. But the spider one, gotta get out of the way. They're one of the coolest things to ever watch hunt. Now, for their size, they're also ridiculously strong. If you've ever watched um, uh, Tommy McGuire's Spider-Man movie, when they when they have that line, you remember that lineup of spiders? Like, this one's super strong. This one has a spider yeah. sense. This one's web is also like, no, that, that's... Well, and like, the spider sense is complete gibberish, because that's like, the way they describe it is like a fly. Yeah, no, that's... That, the way it works is they have very um, sensitive hairs on their bodies, and those hairs can be adapted to different things, but they're also very in tune to their senses uh, when it comes to their web. Uh, the spider silk that they use, though, what's so cool about it, and from a research point, is that by size and weight, spider silk is stronger than steel, pound for pound. Oh, Ooh, I know something about this, Go actually. for it. Something useful. Um, I know that they... Uh, not they. Scientists... Uh, have been working to get uh, because I uh, it's you know we need stronger carbon polymers yeah. to to build like things like orbital elevators. Which if you don't know what an orbital elevator is, go look it up because that will have to happen at it's some dope. point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I know one of the ideas was that we have been crossbreeding uh, spider DNA into goat huh. and getting it out of goat milk. Huh. That's that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, okay, like spider silk out of like a goat. I feel like if I turn the camera on and you're like computer, I'm just gonna see you flipping through like a Spider-Man comic book. Like, oh, that's good. Maybe he'll buy this. <laughs> that's crazy. No, no, this is a real thing. It was. Uh, I'm trying to think of what show it was. Uh, oh God, because I used to watch a lot of Science Channel. Uh, I don't think it was like Morgan Freeman's. Everyone, show. quick to the internet. Science, check the man. Go, go, go. Fact check. No, but it, it's a real thing, though, that they've been using other animals to try to replicate spider silk. Because you're right, per uh, per inch, uh, it actually is stronger than the steel. And what's so cool? 
we could make it the same thickness, it would hold more. Yeah, and that's what's so amazing about it, is that it's used for so many things. Um, it's been used to test ballistic material, so you can actually make vests out of it to save people's lives. Uh, you can use it for medical equipment, you can use it in clothing to help provide stronger. There's so many uses, like you said, in construction. It's fantastic. Uh, but it's not the only part we study. We use their venom for, for painkiller and cancer treatment for the ecosystem. They are a natural part of it, and that taking a bite out of insects is one thing, but they also provide a lot to us, which is what we're going to talk about next. Why is everybody so scared of this thing? It's crazy, and I love it because, like, this it's not like a bear or a wolf or an alligator, which immediately looks scary. What do you know about evolutionary psychology? Uh, so it's a, it's a field that looks at uh, why different psychological uh, factors exist, looking at it through an evolutionary scope. I was actually just discussing this uh, today with someone uh, dealing with uh, neurodivergent people. And my, my uh, hypothesis to why it would make sense in an evolutionary sense. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've heard, I've read up a little bit. So it's just the idea of that we are scared of this animal because the ones who are more scared of it because it's venomous, we lived in trees, it, we see it as a danger. Yeah, so that's the same as snakes. A lot of it, a lot of the uh, evol uh, evolved fears that we see common amongst humans, um, they are things that, yeah, that if we touched or got hurt by, we would not survive. They're, they're a lot of the venomous things. Mm. Okay, no, that makes that makes some sense. But then you also have to remember, um, cultural mentality is a big one for spiders as well. well. Too, because you have, yeah, and that's something actually. Uh, me and this person were talking about too, because we were talking about uh, uh, why does music sound good, like Western canon music. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, uh, the you have a seven note system, but it's really twelve. And then you look at like Indian system, which is like twenty two notes. So like, why wow. does one sound good to me and the other doesn't? Uh, talking about how these are like these are evolutionary evolved things that are embedded within culture. You're right, uh, because there are cultures that embrace venomous creatures and venomous animals and are not afraid. I think New Guinea was one of the people who was cool with them because they ate them. It's just a normal thing. It's the same way I see a chicken. It just yeah, a, it's a cool animal. There are parts of China too that they'll eat arachnids. Uh, the thing that's also cool is that I took a I took a dip into your book for a little bit. I actually looked into some folklore, and honestly, most people do not see the spider in a good light. No. Like I checked, um, the most interesting one I found was there are some tribes in Africa and tribes in North America, the native tribes, who saw the spider as uh, a mischief maker, a trickster, someone who just causes problems. And there are others than the weavers of fate, um, but a, a more common one, we, we like to think of like studying cultures as this like ancient thing, but uh, I would literally, before we, we recorded it, I was just watching a YouTube video and a political ad commercial comes on and it talks about how one candidate is an evil spider weaving its web against the, 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 the common people and all that. And it's just like, that, 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 why? I mean, uh, white people are scared of everything. Sorry. But everybody's scared of them. It's so, like, it's the spider. We use it. I do this test with kids all the time at work, and I ask people to, to list off animals they think are good guys, or I'll do it reverse. I'll say, all right, kids, you tell me which is good animal and which is bad animal, and so I'll give them do dog. And then so. ask them, who's your favorite superhero? Spider-Man, Batman. Gotcha. <laughs> guys, come on. You're killing me here, kids. It's even better if you go like, it's really fun of the parents' face because you go, dog!
Dog, good guy. Cat, good guy. Horse, good guy. Sea turtle, good guy. Those parents are like, oh, this is fun. Spiders, bad guy. Shark, bad guy. The parents are looking like, oh, I did not teach this child right. Oh, tug collar. Like, it's, it's really funny because from our cultural standpoint, we teach that certain animals are good guys or bad guys. We enforce it. Yeah, my daughter and I talk about that a lot too because we like predators and, you know, her love of biology, uh, you know, that uh, a lot of Western canon, like my favorite animals, wolves. Yeah. And you talk about that a lot. Like in, like every Disney film, they're the villain. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like she hates that. She's like, but wolves are good guys because predators are important too, guys. I mean, like my five-year-old makes sense of this that like other people can't. Like, you know, the... the People are scared of things that are dangerous, but, uh, you know, it doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah, no, it's it's important to have a healthy fear. Like, if you're deep under a crawl space and you find a nest of black widows, don't poke it. But no. it's, yeah, you just, you have to have a healthy fear with these animals. You have to understand that they are part of our ecosystem just as much as we're a part of it. And it's important to, to, to hold on to that. They are cool animals. And that's what this next park's going to focus on. I found all the arachnids in the game, and we're going to talk about all of them at once. You ready? Every single one. Let's go. <laughs> Alright, so a uh, fun thing about this, I can just literally go down the um, from generations to go and find these things. So we'll start off with the first arachnid in the game, Spinarak, which is a great place to start, not just for that, but because it is the most generic spider in this game. And it, it's so cool because it has so many things added to it in the Pokedex that are just... Nope, this is just a spider. It's what it does. Uh, the is it like uh, is it is it like Atkins? <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of like uh, what is what is Spinarak? Caracaps. No, it doesn't spell spider. Never mind. I thought it was like Atkins. <laughs> no, I mean like when we said Atkins is literally just like generic snake of eight thousand different types. Yeah, only unlike this one, unlike um Atkins, uh, this Pokemon actually has like a lot of spiders. It's not like they threw in oh well, here's a a bit of tarantula and a bit of black widow. Like this is just oh here is your basic spider, and this is exactly how it would behave. So it's going to have a durable and functional web like a second nervous system which is fantastic uh that's pretty good uh makes for perfect for catching prey and knowing what the prey is just from its tug that's totally a thing spiders do spiders can actually tell what is um, on their web just by what hit it uh this does um this pokemon does start a trend that we are going to see throughout this and I want you guys, I will bring this up later. I want you guys to count how many legs each one of these Pokemon has. We'll bring it up later. <laughs> uh, the other, I do want to mention, um, they talk about how fishermen will use their webs, and that's because they're durable, which is literally what we were just talking about. The spider silk is... So like, they, they have the technology to harness Spinarak webs, but we don't have an orbital elevator yet, Pokemon. Come on, catch up. I mean, that and they don't have a functional highway system, so what can you do? Uh -oh. But they can go to other dimensions, don't worry. Yeah, you can go to other dimensions, you can make webs, but gosh darn it, no, we, we can't have cars in our city. That, 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 that doesn't work. Uh, I think <laughs> it's um it's a nice one to start off with just because of how it is simple, but also it talks about um the venom. And it says that it's not meant to kill, just weaken. Uh, for humans, that's totally a, a thing. Most spiders cannot break through human skin. It just it hurts for a few minutes for up to a day. The jelly though that the, the venom sorry the venom is used jelly. to liquefy into jelly and its prey is going to melt so it's 
if it was just like injuring it, it'd be like, okay, you're kind of weak. I don't know, man. I feel dizzy. Are you going to eat me? Um, guess not anymore. No. It's, it's kind of like the, uh, the, like if you add that powder from inside of a diaper to water. Yeah, a little bit. Just add water and then, oh, hey, what do you know? None of that. You got them. Yeah. Now, Spinarak does evolve into Ariados, which, in my opinion, is one of the coolest, most underrated Pokemon ever. It is fantastic, and I love it now because I started looking at the designs and I realized things that it was related to, and it is related to two awesome Arachnids. Uh, the first one, oh. the first one is based off of, is based on a group of 300 or so species of spiders called the ant mimicking jumping spiders. I know those are like, yeah. No, they're they're so cool like if you actually look like, them up like they look like ants they're not like terribly big though right they're not that big but they look like ants and that's yeah they're like what, really small yeah yeah that's what saves them looking like an ant is what saves them from being turned into food because no one wants to pick a fight with an ant because you pick a fight with an ant where there's one there's thousands of others that are gonna fight you as well and so people usually leave them alone and it shows in how Aridos carries itself even with its not eight legs it's actually going to be having one of those eggs those legs hiding in the back and that's a really cool thing that they would show and there's only like a few of these in north america i think there's a few more in africa and parts of asia but i think it's so cool that they added this so early on but it gets better because in the pokedex it mentions how it can spray poison out of both ends which sounds disgusting but there is a spider that counters it that, that is real to it, the, the spitting spider. Uh, there's about 150 of those, and the spitting spiders got their name because they spit. Oh, they spit, yep, yep, that's it. They spit, that's that's about it. That's all they oh, need. Oh, oh. Very good at naming things. Yeah, yeah, very good. But the spit is what's really cool. When they're hitting their prey, they are going to make a special kind of spit that's not just venom, but it's also spitting out a liquid fluid of its spider silk. So it's able mm -hmm. to use its spider silk, not just in its abdomen, but also build it up and shoot it out of its fangs near its mouth. That is so crazy. Like, literally like every Inuyasha villain ever? Yes, every Inuyasha villain ever, just shooting webs out of its mouth. That's 100% so cool. And what's even better, in the newest generation, they added a move that nobody uses that is for that. Do you know what the move is called? Sticky web. <laughs> no, that was uh, a gal eventually we'll get to him. Uh, toxic thread. It is an actual move, and what it does oh. is it poisons your prey. And it slows them. And slows them, so it's a hundred percent. You think uh, we need to see that on some more things? That'd be a great competitive move. It, it would be. The downside is that it only poisons. It doesn't badly poison, which is why some people don't go for it. Yeah, but you like lower speed. Like that'd be a really great competitive like move. It would be. I would love to see someone throw it on like a smeargle or something because this thing is yeah. slow. <gasps> you just gave me an idea for like her smeargle when she goes to <laughs> internationals next year. Hey, I'm happy to help. Again, it's a super cool move they added in the game, and it's one of those that's like that we forget that it exists and i feel that's a bummer anywho toxic thread smeargle toxic thread smeargle uh on to the next one all right scropey is next now scropey gen 4 um honestly got forgotten by a lot of people drapion wasn't the most competitively viable but i, I like it i feel it deserves a mention because the rest of this list except for one other pokemon is all spiders uh <laughs> scropey is based on a scorpion so right off the bat 
that it's it's gonna have well, a stinger. We, we haven't had enough like arachnids to begin with. Yeah, right? no, we we honestly, I'm literally going through. We've only had about six arachnids enough for this episode, and that's about it. Don't worry, uh, with the, inanimate objects. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we have more inanimate objects and food than we have arachnids, which is mildly depressing. <laughs> it, what's um what's fun about this one though is that they mention how. It'll use its venom to hunt and protect itself, and I think that's really cool. Uh, the cool thing to add that is 100% accurate is that these animals, uh, this Pokemon, can go a whole year without eating. And I looked it up. Turns out they have, uh, scorpions have, one of the sm- slowest, if not the slowest, metabolism of any invertebrate. Huh. At all. So huh. these animals can literally eat an insect, wait about a year... And then go and eat another insect. They can lower their metabolism so much, and they can be as li- less active as possible, and they can ration off food, which is a great advantage to them because they live in the desert, and food can sometimes be super hard to come by, just like Scorope, who also lives in the desert. Again, count the legs, people. We'll, we'll get to that in the end. Count the legs. But I think it's really cool that they added that metabolism thing, but I feel like it can be made cooler. Because um, there, there are two things that I've looked up with when it comes to scorpion. Uh, one is that they can use poison from their mouth as well. So they can digest their food. So you can make him spit instead of just stinging. It's pretty cool. Uh, the other is that we've recently found that arachnids, specifically scorpions and spiders, will actually sequester metal into their body parts. Uh, so, for example, um, we found uh, al- aluminum and other things sequestered in spider fangs. And also we found uh, nickel and other things sequestered into scorpion claws. So they have actual metal in these animals that are being used to help deal with increased pressure on those areas. And I think that's really, really cool. Like, you're literally making parts of you out of metal. It's not as extreme as beavers who have iron enamel, but I still think it's pretty neat out. It would be like an arachnid with, like, bullet punch. Oh, oh, that would be... Oh, I would love that, actually. Oh, I want a, another fighting bug type now. Look what you made me do. All right, so uh, next one we're going to talk about. Uh, Joltik, because Joltik... Joltik is not a spider. It's not. It's behavior... It's way of moving around. It's number of legs. It, uh, it's absolutely not a spider. Look at the name. It's a tick. So for those of you who don't know, ticks are arachnids too. And what the tick will do in most cases is it will find its way onto, onto a vector, which would be a transport to its next host, or will just latch onto its host. Once it digs into you, just going to start taking your blood. It will release chemicals into your system in order to make sure that you're not going to feel it. And the next time you're checking yourself when you're out on a hike, well, that's when you go ahead and find it. Now, ticks are known for carrying things like Lyme disease. I know we have that up here. I know we have that in Ohio up there. But with Joltik, I think it's really cool how they had it like, oh, no, it can't generate enough electricity on its own. So it will just latch on to other animals and it will take that static electricity. I think that's a neat little one. It's like, and I, I, I really uh, it's like hey, uh, you know, instead of bug, instead of blood, take your electricity yeah let me just take some static electricity i would imagine that with all of them like imagine like a whole bunch of them like latched onto an ursarang you just walk through a wood just see this giant bear running for its life being chased by that ursarang has lyme disease yes now that ursarang has lyme get it to the pokemon center they can cure everything what's even um what i think is really fun is that um they made it so small 
Like, Joltik is tiny. Have you yeah. ever, like... If you ever, like, go and play with him in, like, any of the 3D Pokemon games and stuff, like, he is... Like, compare him to a Waylord, he is, like, nothing. Like, you could actually step on him and not notice. Like, he's almost true insect size, and I think that's really fun. Alright, so the next two we got are some real big spiders, so let's go ahead and get to them. Alright, so the next one we got, Galvantula. Yes. You wanna... You want to take this one? You, you, you do uh, want a tarantula. Oh, oh, it's got six legs. <laughs> it does. So we've come to the part of the show I cannot hide my anger anymore. Every single arachnid in this game has six legs. You know, uh, this is another one that I have named after one of the uh, band members of the Japanese rock band Lark and Shell. Oh, really? Oh, that's nice. What did you rock, name this one? Yeah. Uh, it, hide. Hide. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, nice. uh, and you know what? I need to clarify because someone yelled at me uh, that I saw at a at the convention. Uh, I do not speak Japanese, nor do I claim to speak Japanese. No, no, you you have made that. I think we've been making that since episode like <laughs> two. Like we are really bad at pronouncing things. Like, I was like, like I've learned like a few songs from that group, but like that's like just like intense memorization. If, if it's a Latin language, I got us covered. But otherwise, nope. no nope. languages are not my thing. Um. Yeah, uh, anyways, yeah, uh, I love Galvantula just because I like the, the tarantula thing. Uh, I, I know we haven't really seen uh, a lot of electric spiders out there. You know, it's not like a big thing we see in the wild. We found recent studies that spiders can use the electromagnetic field of the Earth by attaching their spider silk to that current, and it helps carry them. So it's not just the wind carrying them, but static charges are attaching to the web to help carry them further out. That's crazy. Yeah, it's so cool, right? We so thought it was... Like, 200 years ago, they said, it's the wind, nothing else, just the wind, move on. And in their, in their defense, yeah, that seems like a pretty good explanation, but spiders, when they release their silk to them to balloon outward, like, it's usually done on calm days, not windy ones. And that doesn't explain how you can but take a, a spider... It's a, it's a tarantula, though. Tarantulas don't use their webs to do anything like that. Cause I, like, oh, no, I know, they do not. I know Jacques, uh, she she will make like small web groupings mm -hmm. like it's not like a like a web to catch things no it is not tarantulas are going to be strike hunters so you're literally just gonna let them camouflage the bush and jump and attack crickets and small insects and lizards yeah for them they use their webs to secure their barrels and like you said make like little web bunches they don't Desert, actively yes, use their webs a, uh hollowed out half log and she'll like cover the entrance Oh, that's cool. For ours, we actually have uh, we have a log. We have a couple of other things. We've actually given her like uh, a burlap bag with little bits of paper for her to mess around with it. We've got a lot of fun stuff for her. Uh, but you and I both know that tarantulas have another way of defending themselves, that it's not their fangs. Uh, uh -huh. you, you don't know the hair? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's irrit it's an irritant. Yeah, no, the hair is. Now the hair, these um, these specialized hairs on the back of their leg. Let's say your dog's coming up to sniff it, and then it's just gonna gonna kick back those hairs. It's gonna knock it right into their nose. It's gonna become super irritating. Uh, a friend of mine, Matt, who works with tarantulas and spiders, is actually allergic to it, so it's not good for him to be around it. And so he's had to wear gloves every time. If, it, if he does get it on its skin, it gets really, really rashy, really irritating. There are some people who it affects them more. Some people affects them less. It's not. Uh, it's not like fine hair in any way shape or form no it's um very coarse it, it's coarse and painful and it itches like crazy yeah and uh, it's like uh it's uh yeah, i don't know if you guys have thistles down there thistles what's a is that like a, a what 
What did this normal talk? What did this northern talk you speak of? Uh, thistle is a weed. I didn't even actually know about it until we moved to where we live now, because uh, I grew up on Lake Erie. That was my backyard as a, as a growing up, like literally. Uh, I've never seen them until I moved down here. Uh, uh, they are a like weed where the entire stock stalk uh, is covered in like micro irritable hairs. Ooh, that's. That's literally not, the entire not. thing like you can't grab it because if you grab it like you're just digging the hairs into your hand and it hurts like heck jesus no the closest thing i can think of to that is sawgrass and it got that name because the leaves are serrated so if you walk through it in the everglades you get up with a thousand cuts it's pretty mm, terrifying fun all right last arachnid they have again oh. six six legs but it's arachnid and i love arachnid arachnid is by far one of the most ambitious Pokemon choices to pick because it's one species of spider, just one, but it spends its entire life, almost its entire life, completely underwater. It is based on the- great when I used it at VGC last year. Oh no, it's awesome to be, it's a force to be reckoned with that sticky web usage. Oh my gosh. First impression too, good stuff. It's the diving bell spider and the diving bell spider will well, live underwater. It uses those specialized hairs to actually secure water, to secure air to its abdomen while underwater. It will also use its web not to build a web underwater, but they'll actually use it to catch air bubbles. And when they catch those air bubbles, they can go to them and reuse them as a resupply station. So if their bubbles running out, they'll go up, they'll, they'll refill the bubble, then they'll go back to hunting and surviving. They will do almost everything underwater. They will very, very rarely go up to the surface. Uh, the coolest part to me, the absolute craziest thing that this animal does, when it catches its prey, it can't bite them underwater. Like it can't, its venom is unable to, um, uh, to get it. It would just diffuse into the water. <laughs> but what it does, it takes the animal into the air bubble, like, oh, we're dry now, then it bites into it. That's so cool. That's such an awesome adaptation for Araquanid. They just did the whole thing in reverse. They just said, fine, now it's a, it's a reverse scuba spider. So now this animal can actually go out of the water and we can leave food inside its own little water bubble. Should it have gills then? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it technically does. Spiders for breathing have something called book gills. So it's fine. It works out. It's so cool. Like, this huh. animal is just amazing. Right. Sorry, did I geek out? Did no, I geek out a bit? Sounds, it sounds really cool. I didn't know all that. Yeah, what's um, what I absolutely think is so cool about all this, because that pretty much wraps up the spiders, is that there's so many more. There's so many more different crazy arachnids that live out there, and a lot of them uh, you can find around your home, too. You can find them on your skin and your eyelashes. There are mites and whatnot living on your skin right now. <laughs> yeah, I would... I've been holding that back for like the whole episode because I knew if I said it, someone's going to turn this off. But yes, you do have mites in your eyelashes and your skin. You can't get rid of them. Put down the steel wool. Well, They're there to stay. And, and here's, here's what I'll say uh, to people. Um, as climate has been changing, yep. insects are becoming a major problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, mosquito-borne disease... It uh, will kill a lot of people in the next three decades. It's gotten so bad down here in Florida, the government started giving out free mosquito fish for our ponds. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like we're at the point where 
the the rates at which they're reproducing because of the change in temperature has gone up. If you see a spider or you know, uh, don't don't kill it. Just put it outside. Uh, you don't have to like touch it. Just put it in you know, sweep it into a cup or something. Especially in the United States, because here there are only two spider species that are known to cause like death in very rare cases. How's that happened in years? So those are things like the brown recruits and black widow. That's it. In other countries where these animals are far more dangerous, I could see people like being more protective about this. But this, like, there's only two no, that are dangerous. You're, and you're in Australia. Run away, grab a shotgun, and shoot it. Yeah, shoot it twice because it's going to take more than a couple of buckshots to take those puppies down. But <laughs> for us, especially in the United States, we have to make sure we remember that. Um, it's something I always teach kids at, uh, where I work. No, not everybody likes spiders, but almost everybody hates mosquitoes. They're well, a major part of our ecosystem. Who, who the heck likes, you know, West Nile? <laughs> or is um, mm, yeah, fuck <laughs> up, guys. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I've met a few people who enjoy mosquitoes, and they go, the males aren't that bad. I'm like, nah, that's fair. The males usually go after pollen. But no, the rest of them are all awful, and you all should be ashamed. No. Anywho, yeah. so until Pokemon, guys, yeah. Yeah, until, um, uh, until Gen 8 comes out, I think we're set on Arachnids. Arachnids, let's Arachnids. go ahead and uh, wrap this. Arachnids. He said Arachnids. Arachnids. Let's go ahead and end the episode of Arachnids. Arachnids. <laughs> You know, that wraps up another episode, and I hope, like, again, I hope no one's scared. Obviously, Halloween, October, everyone wants to be a little bit spooked, but this is an episode we you don't have to be too scared. These animals aren't out to get us. They're, they're here to help. Yeah. As per, as per usual, uh, make sure to follow us on iTunes, Podbean, YouTube. Oh, we're also on Spotify now. I made sure of that. What's a and Spotify? so you can find us there. We're on Spotify. What's a Spotify? Yeah. Spotify is, like iTunes music is like Pandora, but oh, better. Oh, yeah, yeah, Never mind. I lied. I do know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Pandora. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's okay. Everyone everyone gets old at times, but I, I'm so glad that we are able to do this episode. And, I mean, we're down to one of we're down to one a month, so yeah, I'm hoping you guys can enjoy these. We'll see for now, those, guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give us time. You know, we apologize. We know uh, we've been pretty silent on social media as well. Uh, we do apologize. There's been a lot going on with us, and I think it's just trying to get back into the groove after doing so much for so often, and then, you know, having all of other responsibilities catch up to us. Like, oh, crap. We actually have to do these things. We can't just ignore them. We have real lives. Yes. <laughs> uh, but you know what? We will have other episodes with other interviews uh, about rock uh, rockets and insects and amphibians coming up here. Uh, it should be fun. Uh, if you are someone with an expertise in an area of science or know someone, uh, please reach out to us. We are interested in doing some. We have some other. We have a whole list of like 30 some episodes that we would like to do. <laughs> we only know so many people. Yeah. I, before we're like, okay, well, we've exhausted our list. Yeah, unless I'm literally going to start stalking my office cues about like, hey, Libby, want to talk about animal training? They're just going to well, run at that point. Just, help us for things like botany or geology the other things that we want to discuss and go into as well so yeah any any of the sciences social sciences physical sciences chemistry whatever uh reach out to us uh we are very interested and we'd love to have you on uh we like hearing other people's expertise that was part of the the thing we started this was to educate people it's been a great first year uh expect more social media activity here coming up 
we're, we're sorry we've been busy. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, and you guys know the drill already. Facebook at Poke Science. And if you don't like email, uh, you don't like social media, we do have our email, PokeScience at yahoo.com. Uh, yeah, get us up on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, tweet. T- yeah, tweet, tweet, tweet. I'll make sure there's a link there in the chat. Um, until then, please, everybody, have a safe, have a fun Hollow's Eve. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Peace out.